It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? Um, FFFSOSS.com. FFFSOSS. Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, slash AJ Nicoletti. I'm banged up. I'm sick. I'm not feeling great. That's why this is coming out so late on like Thursday night or Friday, whenever I put it out. Um, no, I, I got something like Tuesday. And haven't been feeling good. So um, we're just going to do the four games, break them down, pick them, and that's the show. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how much detail I'm going into. I'm sure you're like, why is he even saying that? I'm I'm brutally honest with you guys. I'm very honest um, to a fault sometimes. So that's all we're doing. Division around the four games. I got all the numbers here. I got all the matchups. And I'll give you a pick on each of the ones. And then we're calling it for the show. So that's what we're doing. All right. Uh, so the schedule, if you don't remember, Saturday, Houston's going to Baltimore. That game's on ESPN in the afternoon. And then in the evening, Green Bay heads to San Francisco. That game's on Fox. And then Sunday uh, afternoon, Tampa going to Detroit. And then Kansas City at Buffalo on CBS. The Tampa-Detroit game's on NBC. All right, Houston-Baltimore. Preview this one. They played all the way back in week one. Baltimore won it 25-9. Texans defense actually did a really good job on Lamar looking back at that game, but offensively they were 1-4 on fourth down, which really doomed them. Because you look at the game, 25-9, you ended three possessions of your own volition on on fourth downs. You know, So if you punt the football there, do they get the ball and score that easily, right? So, um, And that was a very very long time ago, especially when you look at C.J. Stroud. I mean, that was his first game in the NFL. Um, so it's been a long time. So let's go to the Baltimore offense. Lamar, who's the MVP. Lamar, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, the number one rushing attack in the league in yards per game and attempts. And they're going up against the number one rushing defense in yards per carry. So it's a strong offensive line for the Ravens going up against Grenard and Anderson at the edge. Collins and Rankins in the middle. Perryman, Harrison, Cashman. The linebackers, Harris had the big pick six. And that's really going to be the story of the game. The Ravens running against the Texans rushing defense, in my opinion. Because, yes, um, Beckham and Flowers and either Aguilar or Bateman can give you a play. Likely's been really good. Can Andrews come back soon? We don't know. Uh, Nelson, Stingley, King, the three corners for Houston are, are I'm not going to say inexperienced because they've had, you know, they've grown, but they are young. Um, and Beckham is a vet, as we know. But I really, really think this comes down to Lamar, Edwards, and Hill in the running game. Because if the Texans can get into predictable passing downs and they can spy Lamar with one of their athletic linebackers and they can play man um, with guys with a single high or, or zone across and, and, and talk about, like, they don't have to bring extra guys if they're in third and long whereas if they're in a third and short you might still have to run blitz right so if the Ravens can be in manageable third downs that opens up their entire playbook against the Texans defense that's really good against the run and we know the Ravens don't want to throw it's obvious everyone knows that and and you can say what you want if you're second to last in the league in pass attempts that's a stat for a reason. It's not. We're not just talking about four games. We're talking about the entire season. 
And you can say, well, AJ, they were up in the fourth quarter. They don't have to throw them. That's fine. That's fair. But maybe you think they'd be in the 20s or something. No, the second to last. Okay. Uh, so that's the story when the Ravens have the ball. How about when CJ Stroud in the Houston offense has the ball? Singletary, when he gets going, the offense gets going. I made that point last week, and Stroud's been pretty good. And the linebacker duo of Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen have been excellent. Uh, both made either all pro or second team all pro, both going to the Pro Bowl. Fantastic linebackers. Um, and they're going to be key in the run game and the passing game. And you got an O line for Stroud that. Has given up a lot of sacks, but did a good job last week against the Browns. Uh, Matabuki inside, Pierce as well, and then Clowney and Van Noy. Number one in sacks as a team, that Ravens pass rush. And then they got a great secondary. That's number one in passing rating and yards per attempt. Uh, Humphrey, Stevens, Darby, the corners, Hamilton, Stone on the back end. Nico Collins, Mechie, uh, the tight end, Schultz. They have to have big games for C.J. Stroud when their opportunities come. They have to secure the targets and hold on to the ball and make plays for C.J. Stroud in their offense because we've seen the Ravens lose at home in the postseason with Lamar. It can be done. It has been done. It will happen again. Um, and it could happen this week. And why not? The Houston Texans are very naive. They they don't know that they shouldn't be here. You know, They don't know that the rookie head coach, rookie quarterback shouldn't have won even though they won the division last week. They shouldn't have won that game, right? That's what people are saying. So, Houston, got to get Singletary going to keep those linebackers honest. We know how great and impactful they, those two can be, that duo for the Ravens and Harbaugh. Can they not turn the ball over? Can they turn the Ravens over? Another big key in this game. All right, go to third down. Baltimore was the number nine offense in the league this year, converting at 42%. Eighth in the league on fourth down, 57%. Houston defense, fifth in the league and 24th on fourth down. The Houston offense, 19th uh, against a seventh-ranked Baltimore defense, fourth down, 30th first two. So the Re Ravens defense has done a really good job in uh, third down across the board, that's for sure. And it's going to be a very interesting offense when the Ravens, uh, uh, very interesting matchup when the Ravens offense has the ball against the Texans defense on third down. Uh, Houston last week in the win against Cleveland. Offensively, not good on third down, 2 of 8, but defensively, very good. Uh, only 7 out of 15 conversions against them, and then 0 for 4 on fourth down as well, including the pick 6, I'm pretty sure, happened on fourth down. Red zone, Baltimore number 8, 61% touchdown offense. Houston is 12th, giving up 52%. Flip it around, Houston's offense, 16th in the league against Baltimore's second. So, again... Statistically, Baltimore in these key categories, they get off the field on third down, and they don't really give up a ton of touchdowns in the red zone. That's really great. Houston last week, three trips, two touchdowns, one field goal, and then defensively they gave up two trips and two touchdowns early on in the game, and they didn't let Cleveland back in to the red zone after his 14-10. Turnovers, Baltimore, number two in the league, plus 12. 19 giveaways, 31 takeaways. Houston, eighth in the league, plus 10. 14 giveaways, 24 takeaways. So the Ravens... Give the ball away, but they certainly do a great job in taking it away. And Houston, of course, had those two pick sixes in the wild card game. Look, the specialists, Tucker and Stout, two of the best for Baltimore. And then Fairbairn and Johnson did a great job last week. Um, Johnson pinned the Browns three times out of four inside the 20. And you know me. I don't like the Ravens. I don't like Lamar. I'm picking Houston. 24-21. Uh, and I think, honestly, Lamar doesn't win the postseason. And until he wins, I'm not picking them. And you can say, AJ, you know ball. I do know ball. 
Has he won? No. So there you go. Yeah, I know he beat the Titans, but they also lost the Titans. So there you go. All right. Green Bay, San Francisco next up. Playoff rematch from last year. 13-10, San Francisco and Lambeau. In 2020, it was Niners. 37-20 in California. They look at the Purdy-led San Francisco offense. McCaffrey and Mitchell, obviously, we know it's McCaffrey. Uh, the lead back, who was banged up, but after a little bit of rest and uh, respite, I guess you could call it, he's ready to go against this Green Bay linebacking core. Features Trey Walker and Campbell. Really good linebackers. Walker's going to be one of the best in the league. I, I I really like that kid. I think he's everywhere on tape when I watch. Um, guy can play. And it's a very good O-line. We know uh, led by Trent Williams. Rashawn Gary, Smith, Clark, Wyatt up front for that Packer uh, defense. Big matchups there on the O-line and, and in the uh, trenches. Debo, IU, Kittle, really the three pass catchers. Um, there are other players, sure, but those are the three targets. And then McCaffrey out of the backfield in the passing game, of course, in the screens. You got to watch out for him and even the dump-offs. You got to um, have eyeballs on him. And Purdy's not really a runner, so you don't got to worry about that too much. Uh, Jair Alexander's got to have a big game. You know, Valentine and Savage and Owens on the back end have to have big games. So that's the deal when the Niners have the ball. How about when Green Bay has the ball? Jordan Love was excellent against the Cowboys. Got to give you credit. Um, he was fantastic. Till, uh, Jones was great. Jones has really come on last month and changed a little bit. He's been excellent. Um taking his role back over from Dylan. Farrell, Armstead, Hargrave up front with Kinlaw, and then you got Warner and Greenlaw in that second level, of course, of that Niner front. And it's an O-line for Green Bay that didn't allow a lot of sacks, but it's going up against a very, very talented uh, edge-rushing, uh, I don't say tandem because there's three of them, and Bosa, Young, and Gregory. Now, I understand Gregory is not on the same level as Young. Right, he's not, but he can get you a sack when those two aren't on the field kind of a thing, um, or get you a sack when they are on the field, and he gets one-on-one. -on -one. So the Niner defense is really, really special. It's unfortunate they lost a funk on the back end um, because they have so many guys. I mean, this defense is loaded. Hargrave, Armstrong, Farrell, Kinlaw up front on the line, Bosa, Young, Gregory, three deep at edge. Warner is one of the best linebackers in the league. Greenlaw is an excellent linebacker, and he got Big Dom thrown off the sideline all year. <laughs> and then... For the Packer receivers who are still relatively unproven after this season, um, Watson was the guy that the Cowboys keyed on, keyed in on last week, and Dobbs killed him. And it's been Wicks some weeks and Reed some weeks, and how about Bo Melton at a Rutgers some weeks? It seems like Love is just kind of taking what the defense is giving. Hey, you're going to take away that guy? Sure. Like, I don't know why you're taking him away. It's not like he's better than any of the other guys, but they did a really good job. Musgrave, the tight end, and they're going up against a great secondary. Travis Ward, Lenore, Oliver, Gibson, Brown. Again, missing Hafunga, which is, which is uh, tough, and, and that sucks because he's a great player. But this side of the ball... Niners are going to need to get a couple turnovers, I think, because the Packers played really, really well last week. They're in rhythm. Um, and just to kind of create that separation that they're going to want to create instead of it being a one-score game, I don't think they're going to want to go score for score with the Packers. I think they're going to want to turn them over and, and get a little bit of distance. So you look at the third down now. 
Niners number four in the league overall going against the number 25 Packer defense. Niners 14th in the league on fourth down. Packers ninth on defense. Salvador Packer offense on the five. 17th on fourth down. And the Niner defense not great on third down. 24th in the league and then 15th on fourth down. Green Bay last week, 6 of 10 on third down. Did a great job on third down, sustaining drives. One for one on fourth. So even when they didn't get one, they still kept that uh, possession going with a fourth down conversion. Green Bay defense. Not the best job on third down, but they did get off the field twice on fourth. Red zone, Niners number one in the league, 67%. They get touchdowns. They don't really kick a ton of field goals in the red area. Green Bay red zone defense number nine. Uh, Green Bay offense 19th, 52%. And then going against the Niner defense, which is 16th overall. Packers last week, five trips, five touchdowns. Uh, defensively, they gave up five trips, four touchdowns, one field goal. But still, they did five trips, five touchdowns, and the game was over. Niners, 7th in turnover difference, plus 10, 18 giveaways, 28 takeaways. Green Bay, 17th with a 0, 18 giveaways, 18 takeaways. They had two DAC picks last week, including the pick 6. You look at the specialists, Moody and Wisnowski. Great for the Niners. And Carlson and Wheeler. Carlson's missed a lot of kicks. Between extra points and field goals, he's clearly not his brother in Vegas. He is an issue. He is. And it seems like um, Packers fans didn't realize how they had it so good with Mason Crosby for a long time. This one, I... Green Bay, as much as I have to give them credit for going to Dallas and kicking a Cowboys ass last week, I don't think they were this good of a team. I don't think they were that good of a team last week to go into Dallas and be up, what, 41-16, whatever the hell they were up, right? Um... Still a good football team. I don't think they were that good. I think the Niners come out, and Shanahan's, I don't want to say he's on LaFleur, but he's beating LaFleur in. And you would have thought last year, here's your chance. No. You were at home. You lost to him. Now you're going back out there. I think you're going to lose to him. So give me the Niners. I don't think this one's relatively close. I don't know how they're going to stop him. 34-17. Tampa and Detroit on Sunday. First divisional game for the Detroit Lions since 1991. It's a rematch from week six where the Lions won 20-6 in Tampa. The Detroit offense, Goff is going up against the Blitzing Bucks defense from Todd Bowles. And he's kind of hit or miss against the Blitz. He, he has good numbers, but he's also had um, some interceptions and some bad plays against the Blitz as well. So it's kind of a um, catch-22. If you blitz Goff, Montgomery gives the two backs, gives more in the passing game out of the backfield, but you can still run the football, as we know. And it's a good running defense uh, for the Bucks, especially with those two linebackers, David and White. David's going to do uh, a job of covering Laporta, probably. Get to that in a second. The O-line doesn't give up a ton of sacks. However, they did give up three in the wild card game against Vita Vea and that committee up front for the Bucks. You look at the receivers and the secondary battle. St. Brown's been really good. Jamison Williams, if, if um, he can stay healthy and be fit, he's a go ball waiting to happen. Reynolds had a big game against the Rams. Uh, Laporta's probably going to be going up against David. And then you got Dean Davis, Winfield, and Neal, who didn't have the best game against Devonta Smith, but still found a way to make some plays in that secondary. Flip it over to the Bucks offense. Bake has been really, really good. Um, a guy that you know I love. And I'll always root for in Baker Mayfield. 
Rashawn White, the cat, the back, the lead back. Anzalone and Campbell will have to do a better job. Um, I know they didn't give up a ton of yards to Kyle Williams last week, but he ran the ball effectively to stay in that game and, and let the Rams do what they kind of wanted to do offensively. I mean, if they score a touchdown and take a lead, we're not talking about two field goals down the stretch to cut it to one. We're talking about a touchdown that took the lead. We're, it's a different game when you view it, right? And even if the Lions come back and win. Um, but Anzalone and Campbell have to have a big game, especially in the running game, to get Tampa in um, passing downs. Because even though you have a bad secondary, you know, Sutton, Vidor, Branch, Jacobs, they're not anything to, um, you know, write home about. But they only have to worry about two guys, really, in Evans and Godwin. I know Moore had a touchdown and Otten had a good game, but if you cover Evans and Godwin, you got a chance. Um, and then I know Hutchinson had a, two sacks last week, but he's going up against a good, good enough O-line, and I don't know how much help he has, um, unfortunately, on that, on that line. Third down, Detroit 11th going up against the Tampa 23rd, a little bit over Tampa 10th going against Detroit's 12th, so a little more even there. Um, Detroit offense last week, 3 of 9, 101 on 4th. Detroit defense only gave up 3 out of 9 conversions, 101 on 4th. Tampa offense, 6 of 14, uh, 1 of 2 on 4th, and then defensively, they were excellent. Pitch a shutout. No 3rd down conversions, no 4th down conversions for the Eagles. Red zone, Detroit number 3, Tampa number 3. Here's a good matchup right there, folks. That's a great matchup. Remember that one. And then flip it over, Tampa's 30th and Detroit's 29th. So, best versus best and worst versus worst almost. Detroit last week, three trips, three touchdowns. Defensively, they gave up three field goals and three trips, so they did a really good job there. Tampa, one trip, one field goal. Defensively, two trips, one touchdown, one turnover on downs. You'll get the turnover battle. Detroit, 16th with a zero, 23 and 23. Tampa, ninth overall, plus eight, 18 giveaways, 26 takeaways. Zero turnovers in both teams' previous games. Specialists, McLaughlin and Camarada for the Bucks, Badgley and Fox for the Lions. No missed kicks between the two guys last week. Camarada had three punts. Three inside the 20, none for um, the Eagles special teams there. That's That was bad. And then Fox had three inside the 20 as well for Detroit. So two good punters. And McLaughlin's solid. Bagley's a little hit and miss there. He can miss a couple kicks. Um, I don't know. I, Detroit has the storyline, the narrative. The home field, everybody's excited. Tampa's got some of those pieces still from the Super Bowl team, and I really like Bake. And I'm going to go close, close, tight. 27-24 bucks. Okay. Finally, Kansas City-Buffalo. The 21 championship game, Kansas City winning. 2022 divisional game in overtime. Kansas City winning. Only needed the 13 seconds. Seems like the Bills win in the regular season in this matchup, and the Chiefs win in the postseason in these Allen-Mahomes matchups. So we'll start with Josh Allen's offense. And Cook and Murray the running game, but also Allen. Allen runs the football in the postseason. Does he do it a ton in the regular season? No, not necessarily, but he does do it in the red area. But in the postseason, he's going to run. So you got to be ready for that all over the field. Casey Backers and Gay and Bolton have had some good seasons. The O-line for the Bills, very, very strong. Jones inside. The pass rush that gets sacks. 
Uh, Amwenu, Karloftis, and Dottie, Dana. Got to have big games getting a home to Allen. And then in the secondary, Diggs against Sneed. You got Davis, if he can go against uh, McDuffie or Watson. Kincaid, Knox, Shakir, uh, Edwards and Watson, the safety. So I, I love this game. This game is going to be awesome to watch. Must watch Sunday evening. You know, I'm sure a lot of the people wanted this to be the title game again in the AFC like it was a few years ago, but not. Uh, it's in the divisional again, unfortunately, for some folks. Uh, but we're going to get a great game here. In the regular season, we know that Kansas City could have had an all-time winning touchdown. That would have went down in the history of the game uh, with the pass to Kelsey and the throw across. Unfortunately, uh, Tony's in the... In the uh, Neutral zone like a moron, but you know we've visited that enough, right, with the referees. So, and Tony, it's Tony's fault. I don't care. I'm not blaming the refs. I'm not. And you know, I want. I like to blame the refs when it's the refs' fault. But when it's not the refs' fault, I'm not blaming the refs. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Um. So that's the story when the Bills have the ball. How about when Casey and Mahomes has the ball? Pacheco and McKinnon in the run game. McKinnon out of the backfield, but also not as much as Allen. But Mahomes will scramble. He's not a designed runner necessarily. But he is a scrambler, not only on just third down, um, but he knows when, hey, I got to run here. And he does a great job of picking his spots. Now, it's an O-line with a good season against Rousseau, Oliver, Lawson, Jones, Floyd, Espinosa, Miller, Dawson. There's so many guys on this Bills defense that can either plug holes and stop the run or do their job and get to the passer. So many guys on that Bills defense. And then I don't know if I trust Mahomes' weapons. I mean, this is a, a, a Kansas City team that has really gotten here through their defense. And yeah, here and there, Mahomes has made some plays and Kelsey's made some plays. And I like Rice a lot, but he's still young learning. So yeah, here and there, those guys have made plays offensively, but they've really gotten here from their defense. And with Kelsey and Rice, Bills have guys that can cover. They, they traded for Douglas. He's had a good season. Johnson, Benford, other corners. Um... And you got Poyer hot and rap on the back end. All right, third down. Bills are the number one offense on third down. Tenth on fourth. Kansas City, tenth overall in the league. Seventh on fourth. Flip it over. Kansas City, the sixth offense in the league. Nineteenth on fourth. And they're going up against the 19th defense on third down and the 19th defense on fourth down for the Bills. How about that? Kansas City last week. Six of 15. One for one on fourth. Defensively, they did a great job. Only allowed one conversion out of 12. Three of six on fourth, however. And then the Bills were five of 12 offensively, one for one. And then five of 11, they only gave up an 0 of one on fourth. Red zone, Bills sixth, going up against Kansas City eighth. Big match up there. Kansas City 17th, going up the Bills 17th, even there. KC last week, six trips, two touchdowns, four field goals. That's not going to get it done in Buffalo, folks. Might have got it done against Miami last week when Miami wasn't ready to go in the cold. Six trips, two touchdowns, four field goals isn't going to get it, uh, get it done. Now, defensively, they didn't allow a red zone snap. Buffalo, three trips, two touchdowns, one missed field goal from Bass. Defensively, three trips, two touchdowns, one pick in the end zone. Turnovers, Bills were 12th overall, plus two. They do a great job of taking the ball away with 30, but they also give it away a ton with Allen, 28. Chiefs, minus 11, 28th in the league. 28 giveaways, 17 takeaways, so many fumbles. Uh, interceptions, and the defense did not do a great job in getting the ball. 
Now, Chiefs had three fumbles. They only lost one last week, and it was when the game was over, and they had the two a pick. Buffalo forced the Pickens fumble and a Rudolph pick. Specialists, Bass and Martin for the Bills. Is Martin healthy? We don't know. Bucker and Towson for the Chiefs. No missed kicks uh, for the Chiefs. No real big returns. Um, Towson had two punts, one touchback, one inside the 20. Bass had a field goal block and a miss. And then, again, Martin got hurt on said block. So, the pick in this one. Well, I, I alluded to the Bills winning in the regular season and the Chiefs winning in the postseason. This is the Bills' time if they're ever going to do it. And if I said that to you a month and a month and a half ago before they went on this win streak, you'd be like, how are the Bills going to be in the division round at home against Kansas City? How? There's no way. Well, Dolphins are going to slide. Bills are going to win the division, have a better record, and Kansas City's going to come to them. That's how it's going to happen, right? Um, so this is the Bills' opportunity. This is their chance. Mahomes hasn't played a road playoff game. You get them in your building. You beat them once this year. You haven't beaten them in the postseason. They've ended your season two out of the last three, right? I mean, this game, this could be all time. This could be one of the great games in the history of this league with either the conditions, if we get everything right, and we get a close, tight game. And... I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't really know why. I think everybody's on Buffalo. So I'll just go the other way. Um, and I'll take the Chiefs. Twenty-seven. Twenty-one. So there you go. All right, um, again, sorry for the bridge show. I'm not feeling good. If you could hear my voice, <laughs> maybe if not, I don't know. I'm not trying it. This is how I'm sounding in and out of it. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, so we'll have a full show on Tuesday. Hopefully I'm feeling better. But, yeah, I had to get you something. I'm sorry it's coming out so late, but uh, I, was, I wasn't feeling great. I, I mean, I sweated through like 100 T-shirts. So. But uh, we got a big football weekend to look forward to. So, we previewed it. We'll recap it on Tuesday's show, and hopefully we'll have a big full show on Tuesday uh, when I'm feeling a little bit better. So, everybody enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. I will talk to you on Tuesday. And until then, peace. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.